right, praise the Lord. We're going to be continuing our series called Closer, getting closer to God and getting closer to our church family. And if you notice, we didn't take up the tithe and offering today. I'm actually kind of excited about that because that's one of the least things I like to do at church is to do that. The only reason I like to do that is because it's a way that you get to be blessed by God in giving. Amen. So here's what we do is those black things out, out there as you go out, Man, I've been wanting to test this out anyway. If people understand giving and have a heart to give, you can put your uh, tithe and offering in those black things on your way out. And you know what? It's not even going to change the tithe and offering at all because people that want to give and know the blessings of giving, how many know they're going to give? Amen? So, Lord, we thank you for the giver. Father, we thank you that every person that pays tithe, that, Lord, you rebuke the devourer and you cause increase to come to them and anything they put their hands to prospers in Jesus' name, that you cause increase. And, Lord, we thank you for every person that sows seed uh, into the ground, we thank you that you give it back 100-fold in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that you rebuke the devourer and you cause the wealth of the wicked to be laid in the laps of the righteous. In Jesus' name, your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. We bless you, God. Amen. We're going to go, second series, to, second part of this series today is called Made for Family. That we were made for a family. And I want to ask you, do you know why family is so important to God? And, and wh or why is family so important to you? How many would say family is very important to you? How many would say family is maybe the most important thing to you? Let me see your hands around family. Well, why is that? The reason is because God is all about family. And you are made in the image of God, and so there's something instinctively inside of you that's all about family. So that, that's why. Um, it's important to know this. It's important to know that, that, that the most important thing that we need to have in life is an investment into our family. You know, uh, there's a lot of things grabbing our time. There's a lot of things grabbing our energy. There's a lot of things grabbing our, 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 our emotions. There's a lot of things grabbing our, our finances. There's a lot of things grabbing us. But one thing that we have to protect and one thing that we have to guard. How many know that being a parent means that we have to guard and to protect? One thing that we have to do is we have to guard and we have to protect our families. Amen? We have to protect those, our families and help them and that we make good choices. I want to read a scripture. I want you to read it with me. It says, God, God is it on the, yes, read this with me. God is the one who made all things. Say that again. God is the one who made all things and all things are for his glory he wanted to have many children share his glory or you might say share in his glory what that means is is that God wanted a family and that's why we're here God wanted children he planned everything the entire universe everything that happened is so we could be born and so that he could have someone to share with all of his glory all of his prosperity, all of his happiness. You may say, what's glory? His happiness, his prosperity, his peace, the good things that God has. God said, I want to have a family so I can share these things with him. How many of you have ever uh, acquired something that you really got into and you loved it and you wanted to share it with somebody? You wanted to share that with somebody. You wanted to give them something that you enjoyed. God wanted a family, 
And he wanted to take what he has and share it with other people. But here's the thing. He didn't want to crown you on the head and make you want to be a part of that family. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Look at verse 2. Look at this next verse. Read this one with me. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. By bringing, him, by bringing us to himself, everybody say, through Jesus Christ. That is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. You know, the story of the Bible is about God building this family that lasts forever. And he even uses that word adoption. Adoption. And it's through Jesus Christ and acceptance of him that we're like adopted into this family. That we didn't have a family, but now we do have a family, and we're adopted in that family through Jesus Christ. And in this family, when you're adopted or you accept Jesus in your heart, this is one of the most powerful things I think Scripture says in Galatians 4, 6. It says, because we are His children, because we are His children, that God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. Now I want you to think about that. These people that accepted Jesus Christ in their heart and were baptized. People that have said, I want to be a part of that family. It's not only that God now has something he wants to give you and he wants to share with you. There's another incredible thing is that he literally takes your old spirit out and he literally takes his spirit, his essence, the part of him that makes for all happiness and he sticks it into your heart to where you naturally start saying, Abba, Father. And if you went to Israel, you would hear little kids raise their hand and say, Abba, 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 Abba. And that means daddy, that, that it's in there that we now have a daddy. Well, there's four levels of fellowship that we can experience in God's, le in God's family. And I want to kind of go over them today. If you have your insert, you can grab that and begin to look at that but there's four levels I like that word levels of fellowship because to me there's different degrees and different levels that you can experience God and really that choice is up to you but level one membership level one level one is membership and membership is choosing to belong choosing to belong it's a choice. It's making a choice to belong in the most basic level of fellowship. That means that we're making a choice for Jesus and we're choosing to belong in his family. But we're making that choice. And you know, the Bible says in uh, James chapter 1, it says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Part of the reason why sometimes we don't do so well in our faith walk or in our choice for the Lord is because we really haven't made that choice. We've kind of made that choice, but we want to keep, we want to keep, uh, we want to keep what we have. We want to keep what what we think's important, but yet we want to kind of try out the things of the Lord. But what that does is that creates an instability because you're not serving either of them well. And God said, when it comes to Him, that He won't, uh, He won't be challenged for your time he won't be somebody that's going to demand of you that you give him certain things there's something that he wants you to choose to have that relationship with him but until we make that decision like to me um making the when christianity was hard for me at 18 years old and i and i didn't do real well it's because i hadn't made my mind up i hadn't made my mind up that jesus is really what i wanted to do 
So brothers and sisters, I, I want us to make a decision and make our mind up that Jesus is what we want to do. And you know another thing that I think is we have to make a decision because we're talking about choosing to belong to Christ, but we're also talking about choosing to belong to a church body. To me, we shouldn't wake up every Sunday morning or go to sleep on Saturday night saying, oh, I wonder if we should go to church tomorrow. I wonder if we ought to do that. To me, that is a decision that needs to be made concrete. That's a decision we shouldn't have to rethink or remake every week. And with Christ, it can't be a decision that you're trying to rethink and remake with your walk with Christ. You can't be every day deciding again or rethinking it again or can't really decide. You've got to make that decision and stick with it. But the same with, 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 with church. I believe church is so important. I believe that, that church is something that, that, that should be a part of a Christian's life, not just every once in a while, or not just when it feels right, or we want to, or we feel like it, but we know that that's a choice that we've made and that we're going to do. I think we've got to end flip-flopping. It's time for men and women, let's cowboy up. Let's make a decision once and for all. And the scripture says this, now... In Ephesians 2.19, it says, now you're no longer strangers of God. You're, you're not a stranger anymore. When you make a choice for him, you're no longer a stranger to God. And foreigners of heaven, you are members. You are members of God's very own family. And you belong, look at this, you're members of God's very own family. Remember through adoption, through Christ doing that for us. And after you're now you're part of his family, it says, and now you belong in God's household. In God's household of faith. In God's household of faith with every other Christian. But that point is you belong to something now. You belong to something now. When you were born into this world, you didn't really have a choice on that. You, were, you automatically belong to the physical family that you were born into. But you do have a choice to be born again into God's spiritual family. Membership in God's household. Acceptance of Christ isn't something that's forced on you. It's a choice that you make. You choose to be born again. You choose to have this second family. And let me tell you something. Your spiritual family, in many people's cases, is going to way outweigh your physical family. It's going to go a lot farther than your physical family. If we live with our physical families maybe 80 years here on this earth, unless every physical family, every single person and member has accepted Christ, there's going to be a separation someday. Scripture talks how, how, how there is a heaven and a hell, and there's a heaven to gain and a hell to miss, and there is a separation someday. So your physical family, hey, they may not always be there. They may not always be here with you in the physical. They, 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 they may not be there in the future. But your spiritual family lasts forever. God made that to last. And I think we need to put investments into our spiritual family. You know, saying that, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't really want to belong to a church. To me, that's like a football saying, player saying, I want to be a football player but I don't want to be a part of a team. 
or a bass drum player in a marching band saying, hey, I'm a bass drum player, but I don't want to be a part of the band. I'm a bee, but I don't want to be a part of the hive. I'm a soldier, but I don't have any need for a platoon. God meant us, brothers and sisters, God meant us to be a part of a family. You know, membership is choosing to belong. Membership is choosing to belong. The Bible says, so in Christ, though we many form one body, each, look, I like this, we though many, so in Christ, in Christ just simply means that you've asked Jesus to be a part of your life and that you've made him Lord of your life. That's what that means. So in Christ, that means we're in Christ, though we be many people, we form one body. Each member belongs to the other. That really hit me. There's a responsibility to this body. When, when you ask Christ to come into your heart, you become a part of a spiritual body. I mean, you might be a hand or an arm or an elbow or a knee or something, but Christ uses a body as an example. And it says when you come into Him... You can look, uh, look around. I mean, look across, look around, look across. You're not your own. You, you're a member of God's family, and there's a responsibility that we have to each other. There's a responsibility we have to each other. Do, do you know, there's a responsibility upon me as a pastor to teach and preach the Word, but there's a responsibility upon this church congregation that we teach our children, that we teach the children in this church the things of God. That, that we participate in that. And, and so many people have turned church into something that we just come and consume. That it's something that we just come and get something from it. And, and that's okay and that does happen. But at Church on the Rock, I want us to look around and I want us to say we're committed to each other. We're committed to pray for each other. We're committed to have each other's back. We're committed to when we see somebody walk in that seems down or discouraged that we're not waiting for the pastors or the staff to do it. But we're committed that we walk up and try to bring exhortation to them. We're committed Brothers and sisters, it is the primary purpose. Um, it's primary. The parents have the primary purpose in the raising of their children, in the raising of their family. I believe that. Parents, we're primarily responsible for that. But the church, we, 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 have, a secondary, uh, we have a secondary responsibility. I like the word responsibility. It's my responsibility as a church leader to, to see to it that, 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 our, that our kids have a, ch have a chance. I, 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 this came in my mind this morning. You guys that have families, if you wrote down, what is the most important thing that you want to pass down to your kids? What would it be? What, what is the number one thing that we pass down to our kids? Let's don't be churchy and all Christian-y. Let's be honest. What's the number one thing? Purity? Faith? Love? Well, what are you doing about that? 
Um, e- even, uh, you know, today I, I told myself, I, I, I was like, I've got so much rolling in my head that I just, I, I don't want to be too harsh or too tough. But yet I also want to speak truth. It, 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 it bothers me. It bothers me. We, we have to up here say things so perfectly to where everybody's like feels good about it. Because in today's church, if you don't like it, just go somewhere else. There's, there's, no, there's no commitment to each other. There's no loyalty to each other. There's no, there, eh, it didn't help me that much. It, me, it, it, and, and that's kind of, kind of it. But it, it is absolutely, I'm sorry, but it is absolutely killing me what's happening to the church, the universal church. It's killing me that we say, ah, we want our kids to have faith, and we, oh, I, we want our kids to have faith. We want them to do all this. We, we've made things where we, it's, it's all about trying to make everybody feel great when, when, they, when they come to church. But then there's a, we massage things. We try to wrap it just right. We almost manipulate to do anything we can to try to get people to care about their faith and about their walk with God. We, like the Wednesday night U groups, I mean, we want our kids, the, the, the Wednesday night is, is there's something from, from the kids, there's something from, there's something from zero, clear up to to 12th grade and and stuff they can have and and we try so hard to get people to make a commitment that kids can come in and learn about God and know about the things but it's like we always get second to if there's soccer or if there's something going on at school or if there's this or that and I think it's killing the church I think families are, I mean, when, when we don't put, a, put an emphasis on the, on, on the importance of coming to church, you know how many parents were so easy with their kids growing up, and I'm starting to see the result of that to where there's like, uh, you don't have to come to church if you don't want to. You, you don't have to, to now these, I've seen, I've been in the ministry 30 years to where now you look at parents who, I mean, who have kids that are married and have kids, and church isn't even on their radar anymore because it was never put in to the parent how important it was. And to me, we speak messages that in our actions, we put so many things that are more important. But yet we'll say, faith's the most important thing. Faith's the most important thing. I'll tell you what, I was a heck, I don't mean this haughty, but I was a heck of a football player. Had a full paid scholarship, played football and run track. Um, I was a heck of a worker. I grew up on a farm. My dad taught me how to work. My dad, we, he, he taught me all that. Uh, I was a heck of a trombone 
player, you might say. I, I could do those things, but you know what I'm like now? What good's that stuff helping me now? What, 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 what good was that, that those practices that, that prevented me from, I mean, I mean, it either is or it isn't. Church, God either is or he isn't. And I'm afraid we're losing a generation. I, I even wonder what the church is going to be in a, in a few years. Because there seems to be a, a, a backing away and a backing away. And then you get them to college. I mean, you so something that I was encouraged about yesterday is my cousin called me. And he goes, hey, Bri, co- your cousin here, Mike. Ashlyn is, have you ever heard of Aurora? Ashlyn made a decision to go to Aurora. Ashlyn, since eighth grade, they've been watching her because she's an amazing softball player. She's an amazing softball player, and they've been, schools have just been watching her and watching her. All right? She got a full-paid scholarship, made made her mind up to go to Aurora. They came up here for three days, and they were, they were looking at that school, and Mike said, the school's great. Ashley made her decision. We talked to the coaches. We signed the papers. She's going to, to this school, and that was like secondary. And then he says, man, we spent two days looking for a church home for her. And I was like, Do you know how many kids get lost at college? E- even my two kids, my kids that, that have grown up in church, all four of my kids, college was that challenging time to where was the habit of going, going to church and following faith, was that carried on in college because it's now their choice? And then one of my sons went to the Peace Corps for two years. So if he didn't have that foundational part, there's six years that that becomes nothing. So what happens when you practice and habit of something for six years? It, it becomes something that's not important anymore. I'm very concerned if people are putting faith in God's house at the top of their priorities and it's killing me it's bothering me to the point where I can't even be articulate and fancy and preaching I just look at those words and they're not on my heart because I want I want our people to make it what good does it matter I don't use football now I don't use my trombone I don't use, who cares I ran a, who cares I ran a 10, 14, two mile and have a record at a school? Who, who, who cares that we've got a two mile relay record in, in the state? Who, who, is that, is that helping me make it today? But yet we will devote everything in this stuff. We'll get our kids to drama practices. We'll get them to this activity. We'll get them to this. We'll get them to that. But what about the getting them to God? 
What about the getting them to church? What about our kids get told from elementary all through college that there's not even a creator God anymore? And if we don't offset that with some strong teaching at church, and, and, and even in the church, we've had to change church to where we try to make it so fun. So everybody will come back and you try to compete with these mega churches that have all this stuff and that, that can make it fun. But somehow we've got to get the word in our kids. And somehow our church, and part of being a family, you'll see that it's, it, it, you, you choose to belong. You, you want to build friendship through groups. That's in your deal. And then you want to do your part. You know, in, do, in, in doing our part, I, I want a church that, that's more consumed with, on, on Sundays, of what can I do? What, what can I do? I'm responsible when I chose Christ, I became a member of his body. What can I do to help other members in the body? How can I encourage other people? How can I help people through tough times? How can, how can I maybe help marriages? How can I maybe help uh, teens? How can I maybe help people with addictions? How can I maybe... Man, I, I, wished, I wished our children's... I, I, wish that we, I wish I could be like Moses and stand up here and say, you all are going to have to stop stop volunteering for children's ministry downstairs because we're filled up and we, we don't need any more help. But that's going to happen when we get a burden on our heart that we want to sow into our kids, that, that, that we want to give them something because we know that the schools and culture and everything else is giving them things that are anti-Christ against the things that we know and we say we believe about and we have value in and we trust in those things. But yet sometimes our actions are, are, are so little on that. I want us to sell out to Christ, but I also want us to sell out to each other. I want us to, I, I want, I want Jeremiah, that, it, it's so amazing, his whole family came to see him get baptized. Salute to you guys, salute. You, you're saying I value that, you value what he did. But, 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 but I want it to be where it's just not Jeremiah and his family, that all of us are responsible and all of us are like, I'm, I'm a part of this body, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help. I'm committed to make sure Jeremiah makes it. I'm committed to it. Um, so that's kind of what's in my heart today. Sorry I didn't, don't, not real eloquent today. But I got so many things rolling through my head that I'm having trouble sorting through it all. Um, so, Father, I just pray that you can take and do something with what's been said today Lord I pray that people wouldn't feel condemned or or judged or a finger in their face Lord I pray that people would be like yeah, I want to rise to this challenge Father I pray that people would want to rise to this challenge Father that we would be a body that's committed to each other 
Lord, that we would be a, a, a body that's anti-cultural and we'd set a culture of Christ. We'd, we'd set a culture of His Word being our authority and our rule and conduct of our lives. Lord, I pray that this church could set a culture that Christ is first and all other things come after that. Lord, I pray that our church should have a heart like my cousin Ashley, Ashlyn, that says, oh, I'm pretty excited I got a full-paid scholarship, but where's my church up there? I got to find my church. And they're going to go to Nap Calvary. I sent them Naperville, Calvary Naperville, to me one of the best churches in the state. Um, it's 10 minutes from her college. God, there's so many things grabbing our attention, grabbing our time. I want to challenge you to take a moment and prioritize in your mind mentally. I want you to take a time mentally and prioritize what's most important today. What's the most important thing that father, mom, that you can give to your child? All of us, what's the most important thing I can do with my time and my energy? What's even going to matter next week or next year? But what's going to matter for eternity? Father God, I pray in Jesus' name for this congregation. Every head bowed and eyes closed. Is there anybody here today? Leave the lights on so I can see you right here, please. Is there anybody here, every head bowed and eyes closed, anybody here say that I want to make a choice to belong to Christ today. I want to become a Christian. Would you slip up your hand across this congregation and say, I want to be a Christian. Could you slip up your hand and I'll pray for you. I won't embarrass you, but I'll pray for you. Anybody want to lift their hand? Lift it up enough where I can see it. Thank you, Lord. Let's stand to our feet today.